This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. Oh, yes, let's do a podcast. Uh, Jerry is not with us for the post-game podcast. He was there for the warm-up, but Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Oh, hi, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Well, it's uh, time for a post-game podcast. A couple things. Um, This was really, I know you don't like this sort of thing, and I I don't normally do it, but this fellow, Zach Hirsch, who has been following on Twitter and uh, been a longtime podcast listener, um, wanted a... uh, 30th birthday shout out i know how you love a good birthday shout out eddie oh yeah so you and approximately 17 and a half million other people were born on whatever day you were born so you're very special so that's why you don't like birthdays so we're like when people when adults want to celebrate birthdays because it's like we're like what are we doing yeah exactly but right hey to each his own, right? That's what you say. That yeah, is yeah. true. In these tough times that we're in, who's mm-hmm. to say? It does suck, by the way, if you're like 30th birthday, I think people make a big deal out of. It's got to be suck if you're quarantined and not able to celebrate properly, I yeah. suppose. Well, maybe he could just does have a Zoom birthday. Oh, Zoom birthday meeting? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Get your friends, get your family. Uh, the Zoom thing, by the way, that uh, I never understand how certain things, certain technology, certain apps are free. Yeah, and I and I know a lot of times, like I'll be, for example, Google Maps to me seems like the most incredible app. If that had like a hundred dollar a year charge, I'd have to pay it every year. I would a hundred percent pay it, and it's, and it's, it's free. I use it every day, and it's yeah, it's totally free and you totally can... free. And and I think. They'll go, oh, because they're stealing your data. Fine. Take my data. You now know where I am at all times. But if that stops me from sitting in traffic or getting to where I'm going because I have no idea how to read a real map, Mm -hmm. then I'm all for it. And I do know how to uh, read uh, real maps, but I still love the Google map. Yeah. And it's funny because most of the most useful apps that we use on our phones are free ones. Yeah. Very Mm -hmm. strange. Yes. And yet I'll still pay like, you know, $2 for something stupid, like uh, make your face look like a dog. It's a $2 app. Yeah, I never did that. But uh, Not a big, not a no. big one of those. Or okay. make yourself look like a baby or whatever. Right. That's yeah. a fun one. Yeah, I, I don't even have those on my, my phone. Oh, I used to, I at one point when apps were kind of new and there weren't a million different apps, I had the one where you, it would make you look like super fat. Yeah, like just like a giant face, and well, I don't, I don't actually need that one, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no, this made this was like really fat. Oh, right? I see. And I remember you way back in the early days, and yeah. before you were in a committed relationship. Yes, 
you used to use, hey, what kind of apps you got on that as a as a <laughs> like conversation starter? That with, was a good with women. Oh, yes, when the girls would come into the studio. Yeah. Oh, what kind of apps you got on that? <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, I know. I I saw it. I don't have to imagine. Nowadays, you would just be like the same apps you have: Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Google Maps. You right. dope. But you were so cool. Hey, what oh, kind of apps you got? I, I'm just being very casual over here. How you doing? <laughs> It was great. I got a uh, tweet uh, from Dan and Carteret. Oh, hi, Dan. Time, uh, long-time listener and contributor to the program caller. And he wanted to know if we could cover this in a podcast. Uh, top 10 fears that you have. Top 10 fears. Yeah, I don't. I, I started writing down some things, and, and I didn't have 10. But uh, since I just hit you with this, I'll go over some of my fears. And if you have similar fears or you think of fears that you have after I'm mentioning some of these fears, feel free to throw in your own fears. Okay. So to me, uh, my number, one of my uh, higher up fears, groups of teenagers. Yes, I know. You've talked about that a lot. Yeah. Talk about it a lot. I don't like to see, and by the way, a group of teenagers to me is two teenagers. Yes, anything more than one. Anything more than one where they can collaborate on, let's bust this guy's balls, let's make fun of this guy, let's beat up this guy. And it's not uh, racially motivated or um, uh, gender motivated. If I saw two teenage girls coming towards me, I'd be like, okay, this isn't good. They're going to mock me. They're go, what am I going to do about it? You know what I mean? So groups of teenagers... Uh, 13 and up to me is uh, trouble. Or even one large 12-year-old. One large 12-year-old that looks like a wise guy. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to uh, exercise during this quarantine, and I'll go running on this uh, a path in uh, in my town, and there's a couple sketchy parts of the path where it's like teenagers just hanging around, which... I'm like, as soon as I've come running up, I'm like, oh, no, here's like three teenagers. I'm going to pretend if they say something to me, I don't hear them because I have my headsets in. But then I also want to be able to hear if they're coming up behind me to mug me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so teenagers to me, you don't. I don't get the sense that you're afraid of teenagers. Uh, no, I am not. But, you know, again, it's time and place, if there's like a you know, bunch of people uh, walking around lower Manhattan when I'm walking from my parking right. spot in the the middle of the night. You know, I, I'm not necessarily fearful, but I'm aware and, and cautious. Aware and cautious, and if you could go a different way, maybe you could turn down a different block. A hundred percent. All right, my second one that I put up there, and this one has gotten less fearful over the years, pit bulls. Mm-hmm. I used to be very afraid of pit bulls. Yes. I used to, it used to not matter to me uh, what state the pit bull was in as far as like, now I see a pit bull wagging his tail. I'd be, I'd be happy to pet a pit bull. Yeah, and that's one of the hugest change that I've noticed uh, in you. And I yes. commend you for that uh, overcoming of that uh, fear, which is uh, not unwarranted, but right. a l- maybe a little irrational. And uh, you've overcome that. I would say I was very extreme with it. Yo, I know, and used to have uh, Twitter fights with people. About I would, it. I would, I would Twitter fight people for it. Um, I still look a, a mean-looking pit bull with testicles. Probably still not thrilled about, but um, when I see a happy pit bull who's wagging his tail and and all that stuff, um, 
I'm not as afraid anymore. Yes, but a barking, frothing pit bull oh. with a big choke spike collar <laughs> uh, next to a drug dealer. Yeah, okay. Yes, fearful of that one. Yeah. Um, I also put down here fear of heights. Are you a fear of heights kind of guy? I am, actually. That is you are. A, a sort of a, well, it's, I don't know. That's if a big one. The heights so much, it's. It's more the fear of falling and a, perhaps of a, a little bit of an irrational, even though um, I, I'm probably safe, I will not venture out to the edge of things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more, not the heights per se, but the the fear of falling. The uh, fear of falling. Off a precipice. Precipice. Now, how high do you need to be for this to kick in? It could be anything where the fall could be you know, fatal or at least uh, be... Uh, something I could get severely injured from. So I could be totally fine. Uh, we're like in where I'm the 10th floor of a building in Manhattan now, but mm-hmm. I'm inside and it's fine. But if I right. walked out to that ledge that's outside of our office, I opened mm-hmm. up that window and climbed out there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, a problem. So it's all about, you know, where I am in relation to the precipice. I used to even have this uh, fear. Like I remember definitely at the Woodbridge mall, just being on the second level of the mall and walking up to where you could look down onto the first level, mm-hmm. that to me felt like if a stranger was walking by and wanted to shove me, it would throw me right over the edge. Well, that particular one, I mean, those rails were, you know, what are they, four and a half feet Yeah, high. they were only like, they, I feel like they were like only up to your lower back. Mm, yeah, but see, for those, like I... I that that I don't have a problem with. You don't. Not you'll go the, right up to that edge in the Woodbridge Mall. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm <laughs> I feel safe there at the Woodbridge Mall. Yes, up against the railing, you're not going to tumble mm-hmm. and fall over. Okay. Um, pooping in public, I put down as a fear. Hmm. Like 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 just dropping trowel on the street or in a public bathroom. In a public bathroom. Hmm. I don't have a fear of that. Uh, but you know there are certain levels of grossness like. I would rather not have to poop on the Staten Island Ferry or the Port right. Authority bus terminal. <laughs> but other public restrooms, I'm, I'm fine with. Right. So that would not be a fear for you. Oh, but for that is like, I think, Boomer's number one fear in yeah. life. That and socialism. <laughs> and he's trained himself on the not pooping in public, we found out. Yes. Which yes. is incredible. That That's is an inc- almost That's unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. Especially since he's a not a guy to shy away from food, right? So he will like different foods, whether they're greasy foods. He's willing to try different oh, foods. Yeah. And sometimes your body doesn't let you decide whether you're going to poop in the public bathroom or not. Yeah, that's that's true. And like, uh, and the fact that it's supposedly been what forty years since that <laughs> yes. happened. Quite unbelievable. Very unbelievable. Uh, here's one for me as well, a fear. Hitting a deer with my car. Okay, sure. I think about that a lot. You know, I, now that you say that, I will put that down on my list too. I'm stealing yeah. two of yours. I was driving up the uh, one nine, you know, the way you used to, you used to go in to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get past Newark Airport there and you're past the, the point where there's, uh, you know, traffic lights and all. Uh, before you actually get on the sort of elevated portion of the Pulaski Skyway, as you're on the approach to that, yeah. about two months ago, I was driving, car in front of me, all of a sudden he just swerves to the right. I was like, what the heck? Jam on my brakes. And then I see a deer. And you know that area is very industrial. It's like a city. Yeah. 
And all of a sudden, I see a deer. I was like, oh, my God. And now every day at that area, I right. look for a deer. I spot deers now, too. Like, when I was driving in with Jerry, I'd be like, oh, look at that deer. He's like, how do you see these deer? Like, because I'm all I'm doing is scanning for deer. Right. And Bobby, who uh, we work with, he's hit a deer a couple times. Yeah, he has. Yes, he totaled one of his vehicles. I couldn't imagine. Like, I feel like, like I have this fear. Now you have this fear, and we've not hit a deer. What does that ramp up tenfold when you actually have hit a deer? Yeah, we'd have to actually uh, ask Bobby about that. <laughs> like, does he get more nervous than us? I would think he must. Uh, then the last one on my list is. Every time I go through an intersection, I think about somebody T-boning me at the intersection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a, a great fear of mine. I'm, I'm aware and I look, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's something that has not sort of crept up on me as a fear. I get it more, I think, once I get into New York City and it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, where you don't know who's coming from the side streets. Like if, if we're on the main road, like Hudson street in New York is a main road. Yes. But it has a lot of lights, but there's so many cross streets that I worry about uh, like a drunk driver or somebody running from somebody and just, or thinking they can beat the light or that it's three o'clock in the morning. There's no traffic. I'm going to fly through this and just boom, T-boning. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of Hudson Street, yeah, um, you know when I when I uh, left here yesterday, which was my uh, first day back uh, mm-hmm. after uh, being uh, out for a few days, yeah, um, it's a ghost town compared really? to yeah. I mean, even more so. We were all here last week. It has ramped up in terms of the scarcity of people. Wow, on the sidewalks. I mean, not that there's no one. But, you know, you look up and down, you know how that congested our area. And yeah. our area is not even that congested. <laughs> yeah. There's like, you know, two or three people. And sometimes not even that, but you can see walking on the streets around you. And what about cars parked? Uh, I imagine people are still in New York City. They're just in their homes and apartments. Yeah, the parking situation is uh, similar uh, with the alternate side uh, regulations being suspended for God knows how long. Yeah. It's certainly easier to find a spot every day. And I, uh, But um, there, you know, when I go out, the, the, I'm sure every spot will be taken because there are still people coming in. <laughs> it, it is yeah. still New York City and there's a lot of uh, essential employees or various industries, but uh, just the amount of pedestrian traffic it's uh, it's uh, surprising how light it is. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, any more fears for you that while well, we brought yes. these up? Okay. Y- yes, I have the uh, sharks now. Ooh. <laughs> sharks. Uh, <laughs> th- th- and this goes back, sadly for me, to childhood and seeing Jaws. Really? Uh, for the first time, I do not like to swim in the ocean because of that um i have at times even like away from shore on some uh there we were on a some nature cruise and they gave us uh like a wetsuit and we went in and but it was uh it was quite unnerving for me mm-hmm. and it, it's probably of a, a bit of an irrational fear um just because of the instances of of shark attacks but right um and and when i was younger that would even extend to totally irrational where i would not want to swim in lakes just because <laughs> yeah because there's no sharks in the lake idiot but 
It was it's an irrational fear, and I right. do have uh, still to this day a fear of sharks. Uh, and then I have a couple of other maybe weird ones, but mm-hmm. Dan asked, so what the hell? Yes, he did. I have a fear of theocracy. What uh, is that? Um, if it's a, a theocratic uh, a regime where um, the very <laughs> religious are in charge oh. of the government, um, like it is in uh, Iran, um, that you know, people, the, this very religious people in charge of government and making laws, and uh, I fear that at sometimes that the United States is has been leaning towards being Ooh. more theocratic, so that is a fear of mine. Okay. Uh, Yellowstone supervolcano, of course. <laughs> uh, that, that's a big one. Uh, because, and that, you say, would affect us here, right? Oh, my gosh. It could affect the whole world. So Wow. And that is, it's not an if, it's a when, but it could be, it could be happening right now right. or it be, could happen a thousand years from now, uh, at which point we might have, the if we're still here the ability to deal with it better and to predict it better and take measures to maybe uh you know have it sort of vent out in a less explosive form but of course uh that is a fear and of course to get really weird and uh, esoteric um entropy meaning the heat death of the universe <laughs> which is predicted by some models that Ultimately, the the spreading of the universe will just continue and continue until even black holes evaporate. And I mean, this is trillions of years yeah. in the future. Oh, so okay, so we'll miss not this. Imme- yeah, we're probably going to miss it. But the just it's just sad to think that if there is a not enough density or mass in the universe to slow the expansion, that ultimately everything will just spread out. And even atoms will not be able to hold together. And that's what they uh, call the heat death of the universe. So if you want to get depressed about more stuff, just Google the heat death of the universe. So that would be on my list. So your last three, let's use the technical terms you used. Uh, The last three would be... Well, your last three fears that you mentioned, well, I like the technical terms you had for them. Theocracy. The Theocracy. The, right. No, the Yellowstone supervolcano. That's not so technical. And what was the last one called? Entropy, <laughs> meaning the heat death of the universe. <laughs> so there you go, Dan. There you go, Dan. I hope you enjoyed it. That was a, that was a nice full topic yes. for a show. Yeah, it was. And an easy description for the podcast. You just write... Um, uh, Alan and Eddie talk about their fears. Yes, yes. Having nothing to do with... We didn't mention coronavirus. <laughs> we we did not at no. all. And perhaps we're stupid, but whatever. <laughs> it shows us we have no fear of coronavirus. That's correct. Uh, but a fear of uh, black holes expanding, um, uh, religious leaders taking over the world, hitting deer, uh, the Yellowstone volcano, yes, um, and teenagers. Those are real-life <laughs> fears we have. Teenagers, sharks. And the heat death of the universe. (laughs) All right, Eddie. Well, uh, we'll see you tomorrow's a Friday, although I'm not sure what that means anymore. Uh, Yeah, it's like, uh, it's very strange. All days are the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, The warm-up I did with Jerry Recco. Yes, you did. And that's coming up next. So at this point, we say... It's 
the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh yeah, here we go. Thursday morning. What is up? His name is Al Dukes. He's alone in an apartment. He hasn't brushed his teeth. He's probably in his boxers, but he's fired up for the next 18 minutes. Al Dukes, how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. All of that is true. I did brush my teeth yesterday, though, even though I wasn't going outside. I did not leave this apartment at all yesterday. Which means no shower. Uh, I did not shower, and I'm still wearing the same shorts and T-shirt that I wore to bed that I wore yesterday that I also wore to bed. So oh, it's a uh, but today's man. different, Jerry. It's every other day. I'll go running after the show today, and then I'll come home. I'll shower. I'll put on some fresh clothing. You like Linus? You walk around and you got like stuff hanging around your head. Linus did not have the stuff. Linus was the kid with the blanket. Yeah. Um, the the oh. dirt. There was another. Pigpen had the dirt um, cloud following him all there around. There you go. Jerry, I have no idea. I had to look to see what day was today. I'm hearing JJ talking about opening day should have been. And I was like, what? 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 I checked my cat. I didn't know if we were in March or April. I've lost complete track of where we are in the world, what day of the week it is, and what month even. Thursday, March 26th, opening day in baseball. But Today baseball. was going to be opening day in baseball? Yeah. Hmm. I yeah, didn't, you know, I legitimately didn't even know that. Like, I How didn't did know that's, really? I didn't know that's where we were because when all this went down, I started taking things off my calendar. Sure. Opening I day, gone. I tell you what's funny. So I had no what, idea. What's really interesting is you point out you don't know what day it is or where. It, yeah. Being, I don't want to say confined because I'm still going out for walks and even jogging a little bit and doing work right? in the yard and all Sounds that like stuff. Sounds like you're bragging. No, no, I'm not. What, but what I am saying to your point is you get. You almost forget unless you turn the TV on or listen to the radio or whatever. You almost, you know, the coronavirus and the outside world is out of your mind when you're kind of confined in your own space and doing projects and staying busy. And, you know, it's kind of like days just kind of being marked off the calendar. It's like, where are we? What day is this and what's going on? Yeah, and then I had a. This is where we're at uh, in the world. Brian Monzo, producer for Moose and Maggie. Yeah. sent me a text message yesterday where I felt like I was I felt like he was my drug dealer. He was like talking in code but letting me know where chicken was available in the area. <laughs> did you tell him that you did uh, the mail order that you're good? <clears throat> I did tell him I was good but I appreciated the reach out. Uh, you know what's good? Well, better than that or around. Um, I could Correct. I could use to know where that is because we actually made well, our final five pieces ooh. last night. Okay, well, uh, he I will send you the message in code and see if you can um, figure it out because we don't want the, the masses, Jerry, going over there. And I figured with the large family he has, he would have taken all the chicken anyway, and I wouldn't have had any when I got over there anyway. Right, he buys the bag from Costco, and that's one night. Yeah, he's got a large family. <laughs> he does, yes, he does. And another one on the way, according to this NJ.com article I saw. Uh, yeah, I think this week or next week, yes, absolutely. He's got one coming this week or next Steve, week, another baby? Steve Politi wrote that article. Yes, he's got uh, his wife is due either this week or next week, I forget. And this will be the seventh child? Seven. Seven. On the way to nine. Wow. That is uh, that is something. So uh, I'm going to leave him most of the chicken and the toilet paper. You know what's funny is I coached his oldest son who is now, I guess he's eight or nine. I guess he's eight or nine. He's probably nine. His son Cole, I believe his name is. I print, I um, I coached him in T-ball when it was him and just a, just a couple of the kids. And I'm like, wow, look at you, nice and quick with the family. He goes, oh, we're not done. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he wasn't kidding. Oh, we're just getting started. <laughs> they were just getting started, yes. And here's a radio tease, Jerry. This is for the Boomer and Geo show coming up at 6 o'clock. There could be a brouhaha brewing. Between one Boomer Esiason 
and former Jets wide receiver Robbie Anderson. Well, we'll see what the response is this morning, won't we? Someone's calling someone, and I won't say who's calling who. Fake news, sad. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this. All I right, hope it gets kicking. Good. We need a good. Try and get them on. We need a good brouhaha brawl. Suck it! <laughs> Maybe you can use your contacts to get Robbie Anderson. On. Robbie Anderson? Yeah. I don't know how to do that, Jerry. <laughs> You're the producer. Oh, of you know how to do that? Got it. Uh, Rob Manfred talked yesterday, also. And one of the things that I loved, you know, I love any type of baseball rule changes, especially if it's going to annoy the old folks who don't want you to do anything different with baseball. Yeah, well, there's going to be a lot of annoying of the old folks this year. Go ahead. Yeah, well, he's talked about, of course, they're not going to play 162 games. Um, But he would not rule out, this is my favorite thing, seven-inning doubleheaders. Oh, baby. We've talked about this. What? On what show? On this show. We've talked about it for three days. i got to start listening. What time is this thing We've been talking about the, the Blue Jays president. What? Suggested seven inning double headers. And the Blue Jays president? He's Canadian. Pyro. No, he's not. He oh. used to be the GM of the Indians before uh, Mike Chernoff became the GM oh. of the Indians. I believe. He took his job right over, Jerry. He did. Yeah, no, this has been something that's been going on. We've been talking about this all week. Hmm. I'm going to start tuning in. You say this show's on 6 to 10? 6 to 10, yes. We'll 6 to 10. I'm going to get the radio.com app and hit the rewind button and see when you guys brought this up. No problem. Every hour uh, at uh, 25 after the hour, starting on Tuesday. All right. What about this uh, idea of playing the World Series in a warm city? Love it. And did you see Scott Boris's idea? Boris the Spider? No, Scott Boris the Super Scott Asian. Boris, what did he say? So his idea, he told the LA, LA Times, and I actually love this. He says, because Manfred is saying maybe 120 games, something like that, if they can start, Perfect. let's say, in June. Sure. Boris is saying the heck with that. Well, he didn't say the heck with that. I'm adding that. 144 to 162 games. You start in July and you play through November. Playoffs and World Series held in domes and warm weather cities only. Yeah. And it ends December 26th. Boom. Listen. That's cool. They can't compete with the NFL, Jerry. No one's we lose interest the minute unless your team's in the playoffs. The minute the first snap is taken on that Thursday night, baseball's out of our minds unless your uh, local team is in the hunt. You're you're not wrong about that, but I think there are enough days that they could be. Nah, I don't want to say standalone because you got the yeah. NBA and the NHL, but you could be part of the mix. Could you imagine how crazy sports would be if you've got the NBA, NHL, NFL, and MLB going all at the same time, and not just for a week, but for two months? And oh. by the way, if Cuban gets his way, I don't think they'll start the basketball season until December. So we're going to have just nothing but sports in the fall. I think the fall is go- I think the late summer into the fall and winter is going to be crazy and it's going to be awesome. You know it's going to be busy update guys on the fan. Everybody's going to be busy, dude. It's going to be you're going to leave your apartment cuz you're going to go watch well, a whole bunch of games live. I'm not trying to leave the apartment. I get television here thanks to all these one Jerry, but I uh will watch some of these things. I'm also interested in this what's going on in the sports world and I don't know if he has any um any pull anymore, Jerry. But he seems to think he has pull, and that is one Eric Dickerson from the uh, former Ram running back, also yes, was a running back with the Colts, I believe. Uh, he is disappointed in the Rams logo. It sucks. And he has assured fans that he will speak to the team. 
Can I ask you a question about this? Sure. Because I've seen other logos come out as well. Did they just like release three of them? What's this, Jerry? <laughs> Did they release other logos? So they have the one that we spoke the one, on, yeah. which is terrible, and a ripoff of that college team, Angelo State. Yeah. And then I saw, I guess, their Twitter page released a couple of others. I don't know mm-hmm. if they were ideas, though, or if they're going to be alternative logos. Well, if their Twitter page released them, then I would think they're real logos. Because uh, we, uh, Jim Everett was releasing logos, which Boomer had told us about. Uh, so I went and looked at those. Awesome. And those those were just like fans made those. But they were really good. They were better than what the yeah. Rams came up with. Yeah, Eddie tells me, and this is, I like this, this Eric Dickerson claims to be a Rambassador. Nice. So he thinks he's going to be getting this stuff done. Are you going to be a fan ambassador when you retire? Maybe. By the way, if I'm the Rams, I'm like, oh, do we really have to sit down with Eric Dickerson? Do people even remember him? When you retire, yeah. you're gonna, you will walk away. Your back will be turned to the station, and you will never come oh, back. Not true at all, Jerry. You I love. Playing, no, you'll be no. playing your piano, going to concerts. You'll be no. taking walks down the Jersey Shore, and you will be gone. You don't understand, like. When Kane College came calling Jerry, looking for someone to talk to their students, I couldn't have been more excited. I love to go back as success. No, no, I didn't say you wouldn't come back once oh. in a while to talk to the children. The but kids. your kids. life will be so different once you walk away. Not really. It's going to be the same as it was yesterday. I play the piano. I'll do some push-ups. I'll eat some chicken. <laughs> but you're not going to be Repeat. checking out ESPN.com and run, putting together show sheets and keeping Probably up not. on sports. Well, we don't know that. Yeah, here's another here's another exciting sports thing going on in the NFL, Jerry. I don't know if you know this, but and I'm not sure what the reason is, but the NFL only allows teams to have one helmet. You know what I'm saying? Like like you can only have you can only, you have to use the same helmets all year round. So in other words, you can't have a blue helmet and a white helmet, which is why the Cowboys couldn't wear those um, Thanksgiving Day white helmets anymore. Like they only have the uh, whatever gray helmet they have. You follow? Silver and star. Silver and star. But supposedly in 2021, next season, they're going to allow teams to have multiple helmets, which would bring back the possibility next year of Tom Brady wearing the creamsicle uniforms with a bucko Bruce on the side of the helmet. Well, when they do the throwback uniform games, they don't wear the old helmets? No. You'll see. So what they have to do is – no, they they sometimes some of the teams use the old use the um, old decal, but they have to use the current team colored helmet. That's why when the Rams do it with the, yeah. if they go to the yellow, it's with the dark blue, yes. not the royal blue. Correct. Eddie knows okay. he loves fake football. Yes, and whatever. So that's um, going to be exciting. Just like the Patriots right it's now. It's not exciting, actually. The Patriots right now couldn't do that one helmet where the Patriots hiking the ball because that's a white helmet. They'd have nice. to put it on their gray one. You have no interest in this, right? Go Bucks! Uh, in uniforms, go I Bucks. don't. I just I don't like when what about uh, go we get Bucks? bad uniforms. I don't like when the when the go Steelers Bucks. wore the uniforms from the twenties. Oh, it looked stupid. Ridiculous. And the Packers, it looked yep. ridiculous. And the I Bears. I don't understand the point of that, except to sell more. So we got to take a quick break. They shouldn't let any here. teams do throwback helmets where they have no decal. That's dumb. Well, everybody can be the Browns. Right. Quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk about throwback NHL jerseys. No way. I've got a story on that. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes before we get to Boomer and Geo. We got a lot going on with baseball. Today was supposed to be opening day, but it's not. Um, and in terms of what a season will look like, we'll have some sound from Mark Cuban and Shaquille O'Neal coming up. Uh, a lot to do here on a Thursday. What else, Al? Jerry, did you see that Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are back at the table, as they I say? I did. I'm trying to figure out where they're coming up with this money to pay him because Boomer's got me all nervous. Must be a virtual table, though, right? You don't think they're actually – there's no chance they're sitting next to other humans at an actual table. Well, considering they were supposed to close the um, NFL facilities last night, I would oh. say probably not. You're probably right about that. Uh, that having been said, who knows? Maybe they get together for steak. I don't know what it's like in Texas right now. Oh, I see. But you still can't even get together for steak, only to go. Is that even in Texas? I don't. I know believe. I believe that's a world. Do you, let me ask you this: Do you think there's anybody in the? I'll just say the tri-state area because we are the epicenter, Jerry. Yeah. Do you think there's anyone in the tri-state area that is unaware that there's a coronavirus? Like when they go out to the stores or they go out there, like, boy, there's no traffic. I think there are dummies everywhere, and yeah. while I find it hard to believe, I'm sure someone is not really aware of what it is or what it means. Yeah, I think right. it's possible. Like Sadly. that they're that they're going out and they're wondering why. Did you see what Target's doing? They put up a big plexiglass in front of the cashiers. Did they really? Yeah. I love oh. that idea. Big plexiglass in front of I'm just gonna walk around in a plexiglass. Well see that's from here one, on out. I figured you'd be in a bubble. My Samsy, Jerry. I you know, it's funny, the um Anytime I've gone out for the essentials uh, to the store, like I went to Walgreens yesterday. I took a walk to Walgreens. I was in and out in three minutes or whatever. But you feel bad for the cashiers who yes. are just standing there. Now, they're wearing gloves, so that's good. But I don't know. And then did you see it's, – it's so interesting because my wife sends me – my wife got a text from someone at work a few days ago about someone in Marlboro walking around coughing on people and telling oh, yes. them – they're giving them a, the coronavirus. So I said to her, I'm like, well, go find him and arrest the guy. And I think yes, they did arrest him. They did arrest him. In fact, I know I know the person he coughed on. Do you really? I do. This was in a, um, a Wegmans. Yeah, in, in Marlboro. Yeah. Uh, she, she asked him to please step away from the uh, food because he was too close. He coughed right in her face and then said, I have coronavirus. And they did arrest him. What an idiot. I mean, really, a just the worst. A 50-year-old dude, too. Like, Ugh. That's Terrible. a man, Jerry. He shouldn't be doing dumb things He's like that. A man. He's a moron. He should be thrown in jail forever, and I hope they don't let him out when they let out all the other prisoners. Terroristic threats. Yes. Isn't that what oh. it is? Yep, terroristic threats. It really is amazing how stupid people can be sometimes. Right. Like, that guy went to the store just to look for trouble. He I was... guess. Either that or he snapped. You think you he know? snapped? Well, Yeah, I mean, I think some people are probably losing their mind. He's probably like, there's no toilet paper. Where, who could I call for? March Madness continues with our replays of great games in NCAA history. 